0: Namaste. I welcome you all to this uh, session number 20 of Guru Boda series. We have with us Dr. Mb Gurajasar. Coming to the topics for today, the, the first one is uh, a question asked by one of our participants. So in case of head injury, which is leading to loss of sense of smell, so what can be Ayurvedic treatment or how to go about approaching the case? Uh, Guraja sir, can you please uh, elaborate on this case? See, first of all, we need to evaluate and
1: ascertain whether the injury to the which part, whether it is nose or at the level of uh, even a higher centers or where the cognitive centers related to the smell and all those things has been disturbed. If you go through some MRI and that type of things and if it is required, some nerve conduction test. Of course, may not be sometimes possible with the head injuries, but usually we will uh, go with the MRI scan and the CT scan, which is a supportive to a conclusion. When there is a loss of smell post a head injury, it is not a good sign, first of all and we need to have a sense of uh, smelling and this thing should continue. To be called as a human being is normal. So here, what are all the available options uh, for a treating physician? What can be done? First thing is to establish level of khaigunia, where exactly the lesion has taken place or where there is a discontinuity in the no? uh, cognitive function, the smell has been gone. So once we establish particularly this kind of thing, then we can assess whether it is possible to treat through Ayurveda or not. Then we need to go for in such a way manner that what are the Uttamanga related procedures which can definitely go into scope or help us in uh, giving out some results. So in this thing, uh, the therapies which are aimed at the head are Uttamanga is shiropichu, nasya, shirobasti, these things. So here, uh, before doing any shiropichu, nasya, uh, shirobasti or something like that, better we need to assess the damage. If the damage is severe or it is somewhere down the line, even the entire cognitive uh, track where the smell has been uh, perceived and uh, assessed and it is been uh, given a feedback if any such type of damage is there whether such things can be managed through ayurveda then we need to go for something which is nadi balya like danvantram 101 nasya or some tarpana quality nasyas Not 101 nasya or if there is any avarana which is leading to the blockage, which is leading to the sanya and asha of particularly of smell, then it is better we go for avarana, bhedana type of things. So when avarana, bhedana type of things are there at our disposal, it is something which is sukshma as well as um, it will be penetrated. So you can go for something like volatile oil containing materials like Shunti Yukta, Shunti Rasayukta Nasya or Nimba Nasya, Nimbatala Nasya, something like that which can be penetrative in nature, such type of things can be used. So but before doing all these things, it is better to ascertain and evaluate and even conclude that whether it is due to our it is due to Vatakshaya or it may be some nerve damage or something like that whether it can be done or not. At Sometimes, these type of cases, we cannot say that results will be 100% or we cannot say result won't come. By virtue of treating, many times it, it becomes so obligatory for in a treating physician that the patient will say that you try sir. So in that situation also, we need to try out what are the best possible ways we can handle these type of cases. So in that situation also, we can go for this type of uh, Tarpanas, and Nasyas, shiropichu Pichu and Basti and something like that. Of course, after ascertaining whether it is Avarna janya or whether it is due to Vatakshaya. So based on that, we can finalize it. If it is a Nadi, uh, something damaged to that or higher center being damaged, then it is difficult to get a result. If it is in the lower down somewhere, if it is a blockage or something like that, then it can be manageable and it can be re-established. The connectivity can be re-established. Better access uh, all these things and then go for the procedures. Definitely it will going to help in that sense. And of course being uh, Nadi and Vata Janya disorder and these are things and it takes much time usually. And quite a good time in uh, getting these results in these type cases is at least 3 months. 90 days to 100 days is a quite good time and at least we need to do the treatment course till that time. If by 100 days also, if you are unable to get any result, convincing result, then it is not possible to
0: give out any result. Thank you very much there, sir. Especially if the injury happened like yesterday or today morning and the patient is brought in, ascertaining the extent of injury, doubting whether there is any internal bleeding, whether that bleeding is seeping into the brain areas leading to clot formation all those things to ascertain that uh, like you said an mri scan or CT scan would be the priority Uh, first thing uh, whether to rule out is whether there is bleeding or not sir see in olden days there was no such uh,
1: techniques were there maybe i don't know how our acharya is used to ascertain these type of things even head injuries used to occur even those times and even pakshagat and this type of nadi Aghatas and these type of things used to happen even those times. And I don't know how they used to ascertain and how they used to give the results. But when we are living in 21st century and we have at our disposal something which can be utilized, some technology is there, why don't we utilize that? So we can go for utilizing the MRI or CT scan and such type of things. So that we can ascertain and um, come to a conclusion whether it is avarana uh, janya or it is due uh, to kshaya janya or there is some nadi which has been totally cut or something like that. Nerve conduction test, these things will definitely uh, will give ideas. Based after that, then we can have some sort of prediction whether the end of the hundred days of my treatment, whether we can expect some results or not. So it is better to go for that and usually these head injuries happened uh, maybe two-wheeler skid or something like that or fallen in the house in old age people these type of things usually will have a head injury and in that cases when they go for a scanning and uh, these type of things usually they say that the patient will be observation for Sixty-eight hours or ninety-six hours, or something like that. It's very clear. It's uh, an issue that the situation is liquid and it is moulding and it is changing every moment. So it may ultimately end up in some uh, level. So that has to be ascertained because it's a somewhat totally fluid situation. There's if you repeat the scan on the day one and day three, there will be changes. So based on that, uh, doing something is always uh, difficult. So it is better. We need to understand is a bleeding which has caused uh, the haemorrhage and there is something like that, or there is no bleeding. that's an infarct which has caused due to that, or a head injury has caused uh, a concussive head injury or a non-concussive head injury. Based on those uh, parameters, we can little bit um, plan out our protocol. What can be done? What exactly can be planned out? But still, in these two cases. And definitely, it requires 90 days to 100 days to totally recovery. or giving some good results. Beyond that,
0: uh, there is no meaning in trying. Like you mentioned, the shiroshiropichu, shirothara etc. procedures. Because uh, you know nowadays, you know public information regarding health is uh, available more freely. Everybody is uh, you know worried about post-traumatic stress disorder and other things. Uh, overall, in any case of injuries, the vata dosha tends to aggravate. So, probably uh, with the external therapies which mitigate vata dosha, oral uh, medicines such as Shirabala 101, Dhanvantaram 101 and to keep the inflammation low or to heal the inflammation, dashmoola preparations, they can also be included. Can you please guide on the oral medicine strategy here, sir?
1: Definitely. See, when you find it out, it is a higher center which is involved and it is of vata and it is giving a trouble in the way of Vata or doing such type of conditions if it is there, we can go for any Vata management. So when we go for the Vata management, it, Shodhana and shamana in both the ways it should be used. So it's very clearly if it is Vata then internal is Neyapana and all these things are whatever the protocol being laid down holds good even in this condition and as well as uh, internal medications like akshirabhala as you mentioned even dhanvantram and such type of things and, and even dashamula containing drugs in the form of uh, like for a Svedana, if you are giving an adi sveda at a particular area then putting this churana into that uh, the vapors are coming out of this uh, dashamula kvata churana will also be helpful and even the Maharasnati kvata churana will be helpful so something like vata management vata has to be managed so what and all the procedures can be done they all can be incorporated in these conditions it may be internal or it may be external
0: all the both the ways sir it's always good uh, and and regarding nasya therapy that you explained that tikshna type of nasyas uh, maybe neem oil that you explained or even lashuna taila or garlic garlic oil so those are relevant only in the say maybe initial couple of weeks uh, and then we have to go for more of a soothing and water water shamana type of uh, nasyas. no the
1: basic thing is that once we analyze the condition based on the symptoms parameters and of course the modern tools of uh, imaging ct scan and mra if you feel that it is due to Then till avarana is broken, we need to go for a thikshna type of things and we need to ascertain like it is not due to uh, bleeding, the internal head injury or it may be that injury is concussive in nature but there is no bleed, no internal bleeding, when there is no bleeding then we can go for some shamana type of thing and shamana type of thing or soothing type of thing and pacifying the vata. If there is a bleeding, initially we can't do it because once the bleeding settles down, that's why the reason that the 68 hours or 96 hours they'll take as uh, so a patient care will be kept under observation and the situation is it will be definitely fluid in nature and it will be evolving. So, in that time it is better to observe and once there is a uh, stagnation in the pictures of these things, uh, repeated scans or, um, or even MRI, then better to go for something penetrative so that it opens up avarna can be broken so if it is initially if there is a bleeding we can't go for something which is breaking up in nature or breaks open only thing is if it is a type of uh how it can be pacified in that way it can be handled initially once there is a stagnation and internally it becomes a repeated it is same type changes in the areas of uh, leak or coverage or what we call in the CT scan and something like that. Then it is uh, better that that time we can go for if it is in a bleeding uh, as a previous cause is there or internal uh, hemorrhage what we call it. In that condition it is uh, we can use it uh, these type of uh, um, penetrative things like Lashuna or uh, Shunti or something like that in the form of Nasya with some soothing oils. But there is such type of uh, hour and hour, it is purely because of the vata then it is better soothing type of oil can be used but usually in a head injury if there will be some concussive nature and most of the time it will be bleeding so when there is a internal bleeding we should be cautious in the initially we should not cause further uh, ushna Thishna, should not be given to increase the bleeding because if you increase the bleeding then then more area comes under the coverage of the disease then more vast lakshanas will be seen so it should be better to avoid those things
0: in the initial when there is a bleeding and there's a question here lin Wo asks you mentioned about dashamoola churna vapors can help in head injuries is the treatment done by boiling dashamoola churna and inhaling the steam uh, there is also this Dasamula Kshira Dhuma also and probably Dashamula Taila Nasya is also an option, sir. See, whenever we are giving a Svedhana followed by
1: Snehana or Oleation followed by Fomentation, while doing Fomentation simply just with the water we don't do it. We we'll try to put something into the water like that. See, whenever nowadays in a Panchakarma setup what we do is we try to put a pressure cooker which containing uh, water in that potali is being put into that and that potelly contains uh, the churuna or maharasnadi patachiruna or something like that and it will be subjected for boiling and the vapors will be uh, directed through the nadi to the place where it is required so if that is the condition then it is better we can go for such type of uh, drugs which is boiled and where vapors can be Directed to the place where it is required. So, by using Nadi or Bhashpa Sweda, something like that. So, definitely the Shimula being and Maharasnati Churna being um, anti-vata or pacifying in nature of water. So, definitely it will be in these conditions. It is not directly inhaling the Shimula vapors. It is not inhaling. It is locally made to fall on the area where it is you feel there is an, for example, temporal lobe, there is an injury as per the you know, CT scanner reason. So on the right side, on the left side, based on that, some vapors will be directed towards that and that type of will be going to support in our way of
0: handling these cases. And uh, kindly guide regarding the diagnosis of avarana in case of head injury. So in which are the symptoms that we had to observe to know that there is you know, blockage of channels or bleeding and clotting. Which are the symptoms which suggest only towards superficial injury Maybe you know palliative measures are sufficient? See that's the
1: reason I said in the beginning I don't know how our Acharya is able to say that it is due to Avarna it is knows purely Vata without having the support of these type of presently what we have as a technique of MRI and uh, CT scans but presently I do with the help of MRI and CT scan wherever there is a bleeding, wherever there is a bleeding, then it is definitely going to cause avarna. So I'll take this as a criteria of understanding whenever a patient of this nature comes to me, or this CT scan and MRI or something like that of the brain, and I'll try to assess whether there is a bleeding or not, uh, whether there is any uh, infarct is there or not. If it is simply infarct inside, then it is purely obstruction in the path of Vata that is Sangha then I can go for a penetrative thing because there is no injury to the vessel wall but there is an internal bleeding the vessel wall is broken and the bleeding has occurred and it has been condensed into a clot and these areas have been covered like uh, fourth ventricle has been covered or parietal area is covered or you know, occipital area is covered so such type of uh, clarification whenever I, get, I feel it is due to I feel, I think considered it as Avarana, otherwise just by outside uh, observations are based on the Lakshanas it is difficult to say that it is due to Avarana Janiya or it is purely due to Vata. It cannot be done in that sense. Yes sir, uh,
0: even when the patient will be looking very perfect when he visits uh, <laughs> visits the doctor when there is a recent injury and when he goes home he may have an epileptic shock or uh, he may have an epileptic episode or, you know, like the like the present case where the smell is blocked. So it's very difficult to guess uh, in an OPD setup just by, uh, you know, the presenting complaints. Definitely, the presenting complaints will be a
1: very clue to us to come to a conclusion. While asking the history, we will try to take the history in such a sense that whether the patient has lost the consciousness for a time being whether temporarily there is a loss of consciousness was there and patient had any bleeding from the ENT ear, nose, throat after the head injury that will be taken into care. This will will definitely give out a very clear idea of the nature of the sort of injury it has taken place. So based on that then of course with the support of the CT scan and MRI pictures definitely we can come to a conclusion whether it is a purely infarct or whether it is a bleeding internal hemorrhage is there are there fractures are there skull bone or whether any concussion is there or there is any midline shift is there or not are there any oozing excessive um, intracranial fluid is there or not so many criteria will come into play all these things will definitely uh, taken care while uh, deciding the plan of uh, treatment
0: yeah yes sir. Uh, moving on to the next topic this is regarding shilajit we know that there's a reference regarding uh contraindication of shilajit with horse gram one is ashmari bhedana and another, another is maybe contributing to ashmari so can shilajit be taken with gokshura? so gokshura is again ashmari bhedana in action so can the rule of horse gram or kulata be generalized to all the other uh, or Ashmani, Ashmani Vedana hurts. See here, there is a typical
1: thing. Acharyas are mentioned, while taking Shilajit, Kulattha should not be given. It was quoted with reference to the Rasayana Karma of Shilajit. For the purpose of Rasayana Karma, when Shilajit is given, at that time, don't give Kulattha, which is ashmarigna in nature. If here the intention of combining Gokshura with Shilajatu is to be considered first. For what reason we are combining? If you are combining both for the purpose of Rasayana, then it is not a right combination. If it is for something else, then there will be no, uh, you know, particularly for urinary tract issues are there or improve the fertility part is there. Purpose. If you are using
0: it, then there will be no issues. we can go ahead with that. Uh, but in you know, a Gokshura and Shilajit, especially with the you know the gym people and you know who are always behind one or the other supplements, both are there. You know one one of their favorite things. Uh, you know even yoga people or whoever is uh, doing exercises on a continuous basis, it, it is used generally as a balya medicine and also as an aphrodisiac therapy also both are, are commonly used together, sir.
1: Now, as a balya, if you are using it to some extent, I think, so, it won't make any difficulty have this one. Particularly when we observe the Rasaguna Viripaka of Gokshura as well as Shilajitu, it won't do any problems as such. But in case of Kulat, it is entirely different when compared to Gokshura. So probably the Acharya was very specific in mentioning Kulatta should not be given if we are giving Shilajatu. But uh, he was very much silent regarding the use of Gokshura. So definitely I don't think so it may cause any trouble as such. But if you want to have a Rasayana effect, it is your intention is that while using Shilajatu, then better almost based on the concept you can avoid mixing a
0: Gokshura with that yeah and moving on this is one of my common complaints uh that uh, you know shilajit whenever is suggested to a lady patient generally they come back saying that oh this is used more commonly in men but why are you giving it to me uh, so i mean uh, similar to shatavari for men there is a taboo there is this shilajit taboo on uh, usage of it on a uh, woman so can you please Elaborate on the use cases of usage of shilajit in women, sir. Definitely, shilajit can be used in case of women. See very clearly,
1: people will try to understand the shilajit, its effect based on the testosterone. That's the reason why they have a taboo in uh, using in a female. But whenever we try to use an ayurvedic drug, it is not a single uh, chemical thing is a complex material which has a lot of other issues too. When Shilajatu is given in case of a female, it improves her menstrual cycle, improves her hormonal balance, it improves her fertility chances. So definitely it is going to help because Shilajatu is one of the drug which is having a very good effect on Shukradhatu. And as per the technical terms, as per our Acharya, Shukra is the 7th Dhatu which is present in both men and women. They never said it is so Shukra is present only in men. So Shukra Dhatu is present in both men and women and Shilajatu has an effect on Shukra Dhatu. So definitely 3 Shukra will be supported by using Shilajatu. Definitely by using Shilajatu we can enhance the hormonal balance and fertility chances in case of a female. So there is no harm or there is no taboo or you should not have any negative thoughts while prescribing shilajatu for every woman. There should not be any such things.
0: Especially in western countries that I have seen this concept of Shukradhatu is generally understood or taught to the students as it's only for men. But probably it's a topic on its own, but I, I also firmly believe that you know, if it is men or women, if it is human being, as long as it's human being, Shukradhatu will surely be there. Uh, and there is a, a question regarding the usage of Shilajit in BPH, benign prostate hypertrophy. Shilajit in BPH. See, here, In
1: BPH our intention is to improve the particularly that seminiferous ducts and such areas secretions and even from the prostate secretions. So these secretions has to be improved. If these secretions improve automatically the size of the gland will reduce. It is simply that organ is not in use that is the reason it goes on increasing its size. As in the, because men with a sexual activity will not develop usually BPH. The BPH is seen usually in men beyond the age of 60 when they are little bit away from the sexual activities. Our slowdown, Are sexual activity for the time being has reduced in such a persons usually we do come across uh, this type of things and it is quite natural with the age. So in this condition the intention of using Shinajatu, Gokshura or or something like that is to just to improve the Vata at the level of Mutravashrotas as well as even in the Purishavashrotas. So the entirely trying to control, improve the functions of Apanavata and improve the uh, secretions from that area, which in turn will reduce the size of the BPH. So here in this situation, using a shilajitu or a gokshura or even punarnava in that combination,
0: it's not going to harm in any way, and it is good. It can be used, but it is regarding the geographic tongue. Uh, the question is, uh, what what are the causes for geographic tongue? I also looked up, There is there are no specific causes mentioned for geographic tongue and depopulation as per modern science and how it can be resolved. Vidanga has already been given uh, uh, to address the Krimi issue. So uh, how to approach geographic tongue, sir? Geographic
1: tongue usually represents, there is a lack of Agni inside. Your Panchaka Pitta and Ranjaka Pitta is at stake. So very clearly the liver is being a little bit sluggish our, our uh, digestive activity has a slow down so we need to just to improve the digestive activity by using deepana pachana dravyas so at our disposal deepana pachana dravyas here in this sense is one is jiraka other one is the shunti then chitraka then still there are uh, drugs we can use it like gajabipali shunti jiraka gajabipali Chitraka, these sort of drugs can be used to improve, even Brungaraja, even along with that Brungaraja you can use it even Kalamega uh, So these drugs will definitely improve the Agni and uh, in turn they will um, even reduce this uh,
0: geographic time uh, Thank you, there, sir. And another question uh, What can be the Ayurvedic line of treatment for prostate cancer? So,
1: see it. it's a big topic and uh, we need to understand that Whenever there is a cancer of this nature, we need to go for uh, advanced technique of uh, understanding it uh, using uh, imaging techniques. We need to go for a PET scan. When we do PET scan, we will come to know the extent of the disease, which has, uh, whether it is locally present or whether it is uh, beyond certain things. And uh, prostate cancer is a very, very really challenging one. and uh, Once uh, you uh, confirm that the disease is confined to only prostate then the important thing is that removal of the prostate and while removing the prostate definitely they will try to even remove the testicles uh, as a precautionary measure because it is going to cause problem. When they remove testicles then definitely they need to give some uh, testosterone directly or to maintain the uh, manhood for the purpose of that. So there is a lot of issues with that management techniques what the modern medicine uses. From the point of Ayurveda, it is very clear if it is localized everything like that, we can go for uh, penetrative drugs which can treat these two things to some extent. But in my opinion, if at all, if it is localized, better thing is Shelya karma. just refer the patient to concerned oncologic, uh, oncologic uh, surgeons, let them take a chance and let them clear the disease, primary lesion. If a primary lesion is removed from the body, that is reducing the burden on the system. If if you allow the primary lesion to remain inside the body, then it has all the chance of giving out the pores of cancer cells. They may tend to move through the various channels it may be lymphatic channel or blood channel it moves so it is uh, better to avoid it many times it is seen that even though it is a prostate cancer in a very short time the lesions will be seen in the brain this is a very long distance how it has reached the brain then it is come to know that because very short distance it reaches to csf at the level of lower end in the lumbosacral region and through the csf it reaches to the higher center very easily And there it starts multiplying and the lesions become spread all over the body and the metastatic lesion will conquer. So that's the reason we we should be very, very careful in handling these things. Better it should be handled by a group of people and of course with the support of those people who have the ability, even legal protection and the skills to operate these patients. And later in the part to improve the immunity part of it and improve the and wherever the the drugs, modern medicines and the the drugs have been given and even the radiotherapy has been given. Complications out of that,
0: those things can be handled effectively by using Ayurveda. Uh, Thank you very much sir. Uh, Moving on to the medicines that are given for the the treatment of constipation. In the last class, you had elaborated uh, very well regarding various choices we have for the treatment of uh, constipation one of the common problems that i personally feel is uh, whenever a uh, laxative medicine uh, containing trivrith or uh, jamal or croton tiglium is given usually it causes twitching type of pain and abdominal colic pain in the patient so what are the safer laxatives which can be given for the treatment of constipation that do not cause any twitching pain but as effective as trivrith or Sir.
1: See, first of all, before uh, selecting any drug for any condition, we need to ascertain that particularly this patient is suffering from what condition and what is the intensity of that uh, lakshana, roga lakshana as well as uh, roga, roga bala, that has to be considered. If you feel that Rogapala and Rogipala both are stronger on the higher side then definitely we can select a very strong drug which contains like Jaipala or something like that. If it is not so, a person has developed this constipation for a quite short time and due to some time from the just few days or few weeks then we can go for a milder form of things like again simple Haritaki Churna can do the things and even Swaranama uh, Patri containing uh, drugs can be used and even the drugs with katuki can be used. Such type of things are also will definitely help us. But many find that there is a Krura Kosta in that patient and when the Kosta is a krura, when you give Trivrut and Jamal Gota crudantically containing drugs, I don't feel that it, 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 it's going to cause you any twitching problem. If a twitching problem occurs, means there is a little bit of error in our calculation of constipation, what should be given, how much should be given, where, we might have made some little bit of things. So it is better than if already we are thinking that based on uh, some parameters, we have selected a drug and given, but still patient develops a twitching type of pain. Then how to overcome this twitching type of pain? That's a simple thing at our disposal for this twitching type of pains is. One is Hingu, the other one is Jiraka. So we can use Hingu and Jiraka
0: for this purpose to overcome the twitching pains. If you reduce the amount of Thrivurads that is given, probably the twitching pain can go away in some patients with constipation. That's the reason I said, while calculating the dose, we
1: might have done some error. That's the way patient is getting twitching. So whatever the dose you have fixed, either you reduce the dosage, And if you reduce the dosage, you feel that the result won't come, then give it counter for the twitching to avoid that by using
0: Hingu or Jiraka or something like that. Uh, So please tell about about treatment for GB syndrome, whether we can give good results. Uh, GB syndrome is uh, Gillian-Barr syndrome. It's defined as a polyneuropathy and it's an autoimmune disorder where our immune system is uh, attacking our peripheral nerves and uh, leading to destruction of myelin sheath. So, this is just a brief outline on treatment and few possible medicines. This is not uh, elaborate uh, thing on GP syndrome. Uh, your thoughts on uh, GP syndrome management, sir, please. Definitely, it is not a
1: simple type of uh, disease and we can be easily manageable. It's not like that because GP syndrome patients require a lot of medication and will ICU patients many a times. It is not a simple as a uh, OPD level treatment, it can be done once there is a stabilized patient after the gdc uh, syndrome say about uh, five days ten days later on that once the patient is stabilized then we can start off with our uh, rehabilitative course of medicines wherein we try to improve the person's immunity as well as similar Watahara line of treatment what is we supposed to do it for the paksha gata something like Nardita? similar type of uh, line of treatment also supports in this case of GB syndrome, and we, we have seen many times some viral uh, infection leading to GB syndrome and causing a uh, nerve damage, all these things. But uh, when such type of things are there, then we'll go for uh, general line of treatment like Nasya, we go for um, Abhyanga, we go for a uh, Shastika Shali Pindas and uh, we go for um, Patra Pindas something like that. Abdenga and all these different things, so definitely by doing this one and continuously for many months you may have to do it, uh,
0: then the results will be good. Uh, and there is another question, Yeah, this question is regarding uh, when the scans such as CT scan and MRIs are done, is it something that can be done to help bring the body uh, body back to normalcy after x-ray radiation? First of all, this, uh, this MRI scan will not expose the person to any kind of uh, X-ray radiation, but CT scan does. And there is this famous uh, instance in the medical world that previously breast cancer was very frequent and uh, the medical fraternity of uh, years yes, they came up with a theory that, you know, all the women after a certain age, maybe about after 40, should, be, should undergo mammogram uh, or the you know, serious scan of the uh, breast once in six months or once in a year. But once that was done continuously for many years and because it is done repeatedly for many years that itself, that X-ray exposure itself was causing uh, breast cancers. So it was like, you know, counter-intuitive and in our own diagnostic procedure causing a disease for which the diagnostic procedure was uh, done. This question can be elaborated to excessive computer use or excessive Wi-Fi radiation uh, and uh, uh, so x ray radiation or many sorts of radiations we are continuously exposed so how to maintain balance how to you uh, know how ayurvedically sort of detoxify and cleanse out these radiations out of the body see detoxification is the same process which we are saying
1: that the seasonal detoxification that's what- in Vasantharutu, Vamana, uh, Sharadrutu, virechana and Basti, these are things what has been told in Ayurveda. They are nothing but seasonal detoxification and cleansing which cleanses all these things. Very clearly we need to understand this, we are uh, exposed to sun, sun rays are there, even there is a lot of radiation, we need to understand that. Radiation is going to cause damage to us. There is a difference between ionizing radiation and non-ionizing radiation. So, definitely we are being covered with lots of radiative things around us. Of course, these type of X-rays and um, CT scans do have a negative effect. But when patient is at stake and is in such a condition that it is uh, very much necessary, then we need to go for it. Whereas this um, screening techniques, Of uh, that is like mammography and something like that uh, it has to be periodically done I am against to that see there is a very clear cut indication usually what we have observed is most the case of breast cancer they have a familial tendency so those somebody earlier in family has uh, some uh, breast cancer or colon cancer then there is a chance of you getting the cancer uh, in a um, there's a chance of more cancer in you so in such a patient or a, such a family history or supporting background if it is there then cautiously by using maybe yearly ones or something like that or periodically man of uh, breast examination then any suspicion if there is there then you can go for it. Simply just the doctor has told that we need to go for every six months. It is just something like that Uh, we are checking the blood sugar. No, it should not be done. It should not be done in that sense.
0: Yes sir and and nowadays there is also uh, studies to conduct, Genetical studies uh, or genetic investigations that can be done to uh, you know ascertain whether a person is prone to cancer or not. So very famous example for this is uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, a famous Bollywood, uh, Hollywood actress. So, uh, I mean, her mother died due to breast cancer and uh, at the age of 56, and Angelina Jolie had an 87% risk of getting breast cancer. So she was not having cancer, but uh, because of higher chances of getting breast cancer, she underwent, uh, you know, breast removal surgery. So that's kind of other type of extreme procedure there. So. And that is not a right way of uh, doing things. Uh, for the
1: sake of uh, somebody getting something like that and uh, trying to remove some organ from your body, it is not, uh, not at all the right way of doing things. You see, all these uh, techniques are present only to have a better life. But you should not simply out of fear make certain things... Uh, I may get some speakers, uh, when, when the age of uh, 60s or 70s, you may die. For that purpose, if somebody, oh, anyhow, I'm going to die, but now only I will die, then what is the use of it? Such type of uh, argument uh, doesn't take you to anywhere. So uh, it is not the right kind of doing things. These type of uh, techniques and uh, evaluations is only to just to assess the risk. If it is risk is there, then it has to be periodically monitored as much as possible with the non-invasive methods. Only if it is a on a very high suspicion, then you go for the invasive things and finalize it. So, I don't recommend that you should go periodically checking it out. There is a, There are methods which can be done in a non-invasive way. There is a suspicion, there is a family background, a, background, a supportive history. Then be cautious, that's it. It doesn't mean that uh, don't necessarily um, be in a you know, state of fearfulness and uh,
0: present day will be spoiled unnecessarily. We're thinking in that those lines. It should not be. Yeah. Some some medical sciences, uh, some medical procedures, and some medicines are there exclusively to create fear and opportunities out of that. Like like we said, I mean maybe for X-ray radiations, uh, maybe for mental stress. Uh, we are exposed to a lot of, uh, you know, our foods are you know, not so as pure uh, as previously. Probably the answer for all these things is, like you said, you know, undergoing regular shodanas following Dhinacharya, uh, starting from Abhyanga to Kavala gandusha, oil pulling, nasal drops, exercise, healthy diet, fasting from, uh, from time to time and also undergoing seasonal uh, you know, seasonal panchakarmas, changing our diets as per season. Following Rutucharya and following Dhinacharya would address most of our issues, even the genetical predisposition to cancers. Definitely, when we go for uh, such type of
1: um, procedures or basic principles uh, adopted by the Ayurveda and if you follow it to a maximum extent, definitely we will be benefit out of, the, out of that. And that benefit will be in the form of longevity. So definitely, that is a disease-free longevity will be one of the thing. But still, many times there are certain issues. Certain times, even anybody can err in calculation, and even because many times patient comes to us saying that. I have not smoked, I have not uh, taken drinks and I have not done any nonsense but still I get a uh, cancer, what is the reason? So it's very difficult to convince them that what is the reason? Uh, maybe there are multiple factors involved, maybe the food material what we are using and we, we don't know that from where it is coming and what are the chemicals that have been used as a pesticide or a mean um, insecticide, what they use. We don't know what exactly even for like uh, in order to improve the productivity, how they are uh, using enzymes we don't know their outcome. For example, uh, there are uh, issues like if market demand is there for Shunty, there is some uh, enzyme which is there in the market, they'll spray the enzyme to the leaves directly. Next day or two, the shunti will come in such a bulk and it becomes heavy and it erupts out of the ground and they will take it and use it and these things are i mean it's not like just like how they done it for the the cows the udder of the cow and it just has to give milk they didn't improve the thigh muscles or the bone strength of the cow they made a genetically somewhat changed cows a denmark or jesse cows and made that order uh, uh, such a big that it should give 30 liters or 6 liters of milk per day, something like that. So this is not a right kind of uh, using a science and technology. It should be for the human kind. It should be done in the
0: natural way as far well as possible. Uh, yes sir. And another question is, Sandhya ji asks, Can you please elaborate on miscarriage management that happens uh, between five to six weeks of gestation? So if it is just five to six weeks, we had to ascertain uh, whether the pregnancy was confirmed. So let's assume that the pregnancy was confirmed, but within five to six weeks of gestation, there was miscarriage. or Of other things like vata management and all, probably the mental health of the lady patient should also be addressed. So how to go about this, sir? See, first of all, uh, we need to understand that uh, certain terms
1: in uh, modern medicine or the western medicine, they use in a very typical manner. Anything which is content of the fertilized thing which goes out of the gestation period, once it is confirmed within a particular period, then they use the term abortion. Miscarriage is a term used, it is the first trimester or at the end of the first trimester, after completion of the 12 weeks, something like that. So, we need to understand that. What is our intention of asking the question? If the intention is that abortion is the intended thing they wanted to ask, then let me clarify. First of all, as you said, we need to confirm there was a pregnancy. That the is first point number one. Then by evaluating the history, we will come to know that last menstruating period when it was Calculate accordingly and if you have any supporting document of any primary confirmation or gestational sac or something like that by scan if it is there you just observe that then afterwards if a patient complaining of per vaginal bleed once there is a confirmed case of pregnancy then anyhow we have a word at our disposal there is ultrasonography send the patient for the ultrasonographic scan definitely it give us an idea whether it is a portion whether the concept of pregnancy has detached from the thing internal bleeding everything we can very easily catch it by the ultrasonography. then if it is already detached nothing can be done evacuation is the only method then allow it to go completely Let it clean the things then we need to give garbhashya shodhana Drubhya's which will clear the things. So Garbhashaya Shodhana means here once again Jiraka, Ashoka that type of drugs are should be given that will help to remove the contents or even the rajapravartini because it's already gone. We cannot in any way going to you know, safeguard the pregnancy. Then it, it has to be cleared otherwise if a partial abortion takes place and the remnant remains inside there will be continuously bleeding will occur so that should be taken into consideration once that is there then we need to go for complete evacuation of the fertilization once it is cleared then we need to go for garbhashya shodhana dravyas in the form of or even in the form of jirakargarista ashokarista and such other things cleanse it very clearly then patient should be advised not to conceive for the next three to four months such type of gap should be maintained then accordingly whatever the treatment has to be given you initiate if a patient then you can you can go for uh, what you call understanding the history of the patient whether patient is having any uh, substantially repeated um, abortions are there Putridni yoni univapath we call it as if it is something like that, then it has to be checked out and if it is not such type of things then no issues if it is the first time it has happened a second time a third time multiple times so all this information definitely help us to plan the protocol what can be done and what way it should be done then we need to go for the strength of the pelvic region pelvic girdle and even in the cervical incontinence they call it as many times in many cases So such type of things then we'll go for yoni pichu yoni prakshalana then bastis or something like that we can be given to improve the health of the pelvic region including the genital urinary system and certain uh, grutha can be given like phalagrita or phalasarpi such type of things can be given so which will definitely going to support the pregnancy once these things are done then after the four months then we can advise the patient to have a try for the pregnancy,
0: and uh, w- whenever uh, miscarriage or abortion happens, the the couple may be in a, in a in a hurry to try for the next child. Like you told, you know, giving a giving a gap of three to four months or even three to six months uh, is, is so very important so that the mentally they recover both uh, the couple uh, and also the physically, also the general immunity and the overall body nourishment improves. And uh, the uterine health and reproductive health, we can, uh, you know, uh, create a better environment, reproductive environment, so that there are better chances of uh, conception and uh, sustained pregnancy and uh, childbirth. Uh, like you definitely,
1: said. definitely, that is the reason. Usually, because once there is an uh, abortion, there will be injury to the musculature inside. It requires a lot of time to get healed, and all these things. Once it is, at least a few cycles are required to improve that condition and uh, of course when there is a history or twice there is an abortion then uh, we may have to think of that this patient may go for putragni yoni vapad. then accordingly we need to handle her by um, counselling as well as giving some vaharadrabhiyas and improve the pelvic uh, related areas or apanavayukshetra that should be properly nourished and maintained and vata has to be controlled and these type of con- concept has to be built in and um, make Uh, both the couple ready for the next pregnancy after six months. Good way of handling their uh, stress as well as improving their bodily nature and uh, improving their bodily strength and efficacy in order to have the uh, proper pregnancy. Later on we can be sustainable till the last day of pregnancy.
0: Yes, and uh, Devjiji writes, Shilajit is of very light color in Rajasthan, Sindh and Gujarat area. It is called Churiro Bhatto. It is given uh, to women after delivery for sure, but it is consumed in a delicious latu form I- I both, both by men and women, to improve strength and vitality during winter for 6 to 12 weeks. After childbirth, it has its uh, uses uh, I- in women to strengthen the ligaments and the, you know, the oral strength of the muscles of uterus as well, sir? It can be, it is a generally Balya
1: Rasayana dravya. it can be used in that sense. Of course, it's not be given singly. It will be used in the form of some Ladoos and they prepare it. There are a lot of other things to be added. So definitely in Rajasthan and these areas uh, during winter, uh, it's a very high time for energy consumption. If you are in Rajasthan and Delhi and such type of areas in winter season, you will have a lot of uh, appetite. You are hungry, you will be more and you will be eating more because a lot of uh, energy you are losing to maintain the cold. Uh, so that's the reason uh, the people will give a lot of other things, even the even winter they will use a lot of uh, and even Tila, lot of Tilapatti, Tilaladdu, uh, they will use so many things in the Northern India during winters in order to maintain the temperature, proper nourishment as well as temperature because the energy consumption will be more
0: in the body during those periods. Uh, probably last question for the day. For children between 2 to 8 years of age with constipation, what are the best herbs to choose? See, for 2 to 8 years, it is better you go
1: with uh, dry grapes first. That will be because it is going to give them uh, sufficient uh, snidata to the coaster. If you are feeling it is a cruda coaster or constipation avoid all those uh, stuffs which can become uh, having a katoopaka like bakery stuffs bun bread and such uh, pizzas these type of things and even uh, consuming of those uh, um, less water is also one of the criteria all these to be addressed first that in the name of herb what you can give is the best one will be uh, dry grapes if you soak 10 dry grapes in the water in the night and give it in the morning next morning uh, an empty stomach and make it in a habit regularly, this will provide a sufficient gut snigdata which will support the evacuation, one thing, of course it also improves the absorption and assimilation. Then the other drug would be improving with the help of Estimadu, you can use Estimadu Kshirapaka, that also gives it. then the because of this age group, the last option would be Trifala, you can go for Trifala. Because triphala
0: is comparatively stronger
1: among these things for that age group,
0: especially with children of two to eight years of age, we should be like very careful using uh, stronger medicines like Avipathikara Chuna and all. Improving the bowel habits, improving the intestinal health should be our, our main uh, aim, aims and objective. And you know, not treating constipation because if if we if we give like stronger herbs, they may get uh, you know they may damage the intestinal tissues. At a very very early age, and it's it's not a you know, such a precaution is very highly recommended, sir. Yeah, definitely, that is not an intended herb
1: to be used in those age group and it is not required also because there will be sufficient snigdata, maybe due to some food habits and some habits, it has increased and the constipation has occurred. So, just to understand what may be the reasons, then accordingly, we can go for a reduction. And uh, better thing is that dry grapes.
0: Yes, sir. So that ends the uh, list of questions that I had come in my way. So uh, thank you very much, Guru Rata, sir, for turning all our uh, questions. Well, th- thank you very much, sir, uh, for this valuable session. Thank you. Thank you one and all for patient listening. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your active participation in your interesting question. See you. This is the Guru Boda session. We conduct every Sunday at 7 p.m. See you in the next episode, next Sunday, 7 p.m. Namaste all.